Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. In the gym, nice bringing that intelligent perspective that takes you above the rim. From the PG, saw the whole court. Now he plays the sideline to observe a report, bringing nothing but fresh interviews while discussing high school, college, and NBA news. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your host, Z, fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. Thanks for joining me today. And on today's show, going to kind of recap last night's action, kind of break down some of the numbers from some of the teams early on in the season. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Last night on paper, we had the headlines of a potential of two great matchups. But they actually ended up to be two duds in a lot of ways as both of them were blowout variety as the Oklahoma City Thunder blew out the Rockets 98 to 80. The Rockets are now four and six. The Thunder are now seven and four. Russell Westbrook did not play due to the ankle injury. Um, If you look at some of the stats, this is one of those examples where plus minus bears out. Uh, Harden minus 13, Paul minus 7, Capella minus 12, Tucker minus 4, Ennis was minus 6. For uh, OKC, George was plus 35, Jeremy Grant had a strong game, plus 25, Schroeder was plus 22, Adams was plus 22, Ferguson was plus 24. Paul George didn't shoot the ball. Uh, well, uh, he had 20 points on 21 shots. He was 3 for 11 from 3. Uh, Jeremy Grant gave you a solid game with 11 points. Adams had a double-double at 19 and 10. And Ferguson gave you 14 points, which is a bonus because he's really kind of out there in that Andre Robinson role. And if he's able to give you some, some points, give you some offense along with his athleticism and defense, that's nothing but a bonus. Some of the things that's coming out um, – I noticed on NBA Twitter last night that a lot of people were showing different clips and examples of Chris Paul, and some are suggesting that we're kind of watching him fall off a little bit. Um, With this game and even the next game, the nightcap between Milwaukee and Golden State, which I'll get to in a second, we do have a one-game sample size. I'm going to be honest. I have to go back and kind of watch. Chris Paul hasn't played a lot this year. I mean, he played 36 minutes last night. Finished, um, make sure I get this right. Finished four for 11, 0 for 4, barely had five assists, didn't have an impact on the game. It was a lot of examples of guys blowing past him on defense and Schroeder. Um, yeah, see, that's what I thought. He was suspended too. Remember, he had the incident with Ray John Rondo, but he's only played in eight games. So, 
Haven't seen everything from Chris Paul. The Rockets themselves, as I did in my last podcast, has been struggling all season. Um, the defense wasn't there. Uh, they were able to win their last couple games. Um, I want to pull it up. I think it was more of a product of schedule than anything else. Even though their strength of schedule is number seven right now, yeah, their numbers haven't gotten any better. Their defensive rating got a little bit better this week. They went to 20th. They're still 25th in offense, which is really shocking. You know, you talk about D'Antoni and high-powered offense. They have really, really, really struggled this year on, on the offensive end. Um, I want to look at their, their, their last several games. Let me pull that up real quick. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm almost positive that, you know, the, their their um, schedule kind of got a little bit easier. Like, I know they beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn. Okay, here we go. They was able to beat the Pacers by four. So, yeah, they had three straight wins under teams that's below 500. So, you get, even though Brooklyn has been playing much better, uh, but they was, at the time, two and, they're two and five now. So they were able to beat Brooklyn. Um, no, excuse me. That's their record. I'm reading this wrong. I apologize. But needless to say, they played Brooklyn, Chicago, and even Indiana, who's been solid, but they've lost their last couple games. So a couple of those wins were against uh, opponents that wasn't stellar. They lose again last night. I mean, the disappointing thing if you're Houston is you get blown out by Oklahoma City, and they didn't even have Russell Westbrook. Now, granted, um, Paul George is there as well, but still, that team lives and starts with um, with Westbrook. As we delve into the numbers here and looking at some of their lineups, their best lineup on the court right now is a combination of Tucker Harden, Gerald Green, Ennis, and Capella. So, and they're only doing that 10 minutes. They only got 10 minutes at that lineup. So Carmelo Anthony is not even in your best lineups. All the lineups, and I just want to make sure I'm, I'm looking at this right. Negative. Negative. Negative 37. Negative. Negative. Every single lineup that Anthony's involved in, except for one, and the one is... Paul, Tucker, Green, Gordon, and Anthony is a plus 77.6. But every single lineup that Anthony's in, they're minus. They're negative both on offense and definitely on defense per 100 possessions. So it's it's some kind of connection here. And it's, again, I didn't want to beat up on Melo, but I was like, when I did that podcast, I should have looked at the numbers and I went back to basketball reference. And it's backing up everything that I, I was saying, looking at the numbers. And somebody even put on Twitter couple people had reposted the same thing on how Melo's defense, like how the Thunder's defense has gotten so much better. Like they were a minus defense with Melo on the court. And you remove him from that equation, and now they're a plus on the court. You know, sometimes in the NBA, it's hard to cover up the sins of one person when they're so bad on defense. It just affects your team defense, your rotations. For those of us who played, if you have one person out there that just, I mean, if they can't even follow the system, and not saying that he's trying not to follow the system, but they're un incapable 
to follow the system. It makes it hard on everybody else. And this is the case that what we see going on um, with Melo. As I stated, OKC approved to 7-4 and four now. Again, they was able to win without Russell Westbrook. Um, they've been playing much better. They got off to the shaky start, and it's no shock. It was mainly because um, Westbrook was out. So they were trying to get on the same page. The issue with them going long-term is going to be the consistency. Do they get out of their bench and out of their role players? All that remains to be seen. They got a great play last night, so they was able to blow them out. But the, the, the bench has really struggled. They've won, let's see, they've won seven in a row. So that's that's a great sign for OKC. Talent-wise, they're looking great. Um you know, we're kind of giving the Rockets the benefit of the doubt because it's like, man, I mean, you were one game from the finals. But if Daryl Morey doesn't make a a move, and I mean make a move fast, the Rockets are not, they're not going to be good this year. They're going to, it's going to be a sinking ship. And if Chris Paul is really starting to fall off already, and, and when it happens with point guards, you can go and look at the numbers. It's like it comes out of nowhere. One season, they are great, and then they just fall off a cliff. And if, I'm going to start watching because a lot of the clips, man, they weren't picking on Chris Paul. And I don't know if it's because he's just pacing himself. Maybe he hasn't got the rhythm yet, but he doesn't look good early. And, wow, if you're Houston, what an opportunity last year that you had. And that's why you can't take things for granted. Sometimes you get that one shot to win a championship. Sometimes your window's a little bit wider. You know, you have a better team. A lot of times it's lack of injury, so you have, you're dealing with luck. But with Houston, I hope their window didn't already close because if that's the case, what a shame would that be? And you're on the hook long-term with Chris Paul with all of that money. It's a huge salary, a huge salary. Um, if you're OKC, again, you win seven in a row, something to build on. The game in the nightcap, we've got to see Milwaukee, who has been one of the surprise teams in the East. They're kind of making their case to say, hold on. Everybody's talking about Boston and Toronto, and rightfully so, but Milwaukee has really, really been special this year. Giannis was dominant last night. Um, Draymond Green didn't play. And it's something to kind of watch going forward. Let me do the, the stat line real quick. Giannis was 7-16, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, plus 15. Chris Militant, uh, Middleton was 6-16, six 17 points. Uh, he was plus 33. Bledsoe had a really strong game for them. He was 26, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Brogdon gave him 20 points. You had Pat, uh, I don't want to say his name wrong, uh, it's not Covington, but it's close to it. But he had 15 off the bench. And the, the blueprint was really to kind of spread Golden State out, give them a taste of their own medicine. They shot the three. Um, they didn't shoot a high percentage from the three, but the difference this year, obviously, and it's been well documented to this point, that Milwaukee is getting up over 35. They got up over 35 threes last night. They didn't shoot a great percentage. They was nine for 35. But the fact that they're taking those threes, even – Somebody like um, John Henson is out there shooting threes. The whole idea of spacing the floor, giving Giannis room to operate so he could play downhill. And um, for him, it was him really going toe-to-toe -to -toe with, of course, Kevin Durant, uh, who he gets compared to all the time. Durant, just like the rest of the Warriors, struggled. 
He was uh, minus 28, finished with 17 points, 6 of 15 from the field. Good news, I just saw on Twitter, uh, Steph's MRI, according to Kurt, Coach Kerr, was very encouraging. He left the game with what was called an abductor strain. So he didn't finish the game. They were getting blown out anyway at that point in the third quarter. As I said, Draymond didn't play. And the thing with Draymond, I wrote a piece about how him and Rudy Gobert are two of the most important players in the NBA. Make sure to head over to the www.offtheglasspodcast.com and check the blog site out as I talked about this. And Draymond is the heart and soul of the team. Yes, Steph and KD are the best players on that team. Then probably followed by Klay Thompson. But Draymond is the heart and soul. And it's going to be something to watch. Is this game just a blimp on the radar for an 82-game season? Well, we know it's going to be a marathon for the Warriors, not a sprint. They're going for four and five years. They're going for the three-peat. So there's going to be ups and downs this season. But there are some things to watch. And we're going to have to watch Draymond's health. He did have some nagging injuries in the preseason that allowed him to miss. For the last three to four seasons now, his three-point shooting hasn't been there on offense. So he's kind of regulated himself to just strictly a facilitator looking to attack the basket where he picks his spots. They're benched, they're benched, they're benched. A lot of good stories. You know, shout out even to the to the guy from Chicago, from the shy, Alfonso McKinney, great story. Um, he's been getting minutes in the rotation. Iguodala looks old. Um, Livingston didn't play last night. Jarevko's looked okay in spots. But that's been the issue about how Golden State's been leaning on their top guys, and rightfully so. But once you start getting to this part of the season, this part of the journey when you're chasing greatness, you're chasing ghosts as far as dynasties like the great Celtics, the Bulls of the 90s, the Lakers of the early 2000s, these kind of things matter with those Bulls teams. I remember how Pippen even missed one season in 98 and how the bench was kind of called on to kind of get through that season and Jordan was able to drag that team to the finish line and then win a dramatic game in Salt Lake City. But um, Golden State, through these tough moments, they're going to really rely heavily on their bench. Now, we're not going to panic, of course, because they're 10-2. and two. Uh, Milwaukee is now 9-2. and two. But just talking about Golden State, I was looking the other day, as far as if we look at, um, at strength of schedule, at the time it was 21 out of 30. So they haven't played one of the tougher schedules. But Encouraging is, of course, they're number one in offensive rating at 120. And then um, they're not killing it. In, well, yeah, they're top 10 in pace. They're not in pace, but we're going to have to watch the defense. They're 15th right now in defensive rating. And one thing about the Warriors have always been is their defense. They hang their hat on their defense. So if they're playing really, really good defense, they always have been tough to beat and allows for them to get out in transition. So the fact that they're currently 15th in defense is something to kind of watch, to keep an eye out for. Um, let's see some of the other stats. I mean, they're killing it in, in offense. They're number one. But again, turnover percentage, they're, they're high. They're 26. They turn the ball over a lot, and that's been one of their clutch pet peeves. They were turning the ball over. I mean, not pet peeves, Achilles heels. They was turning the ball over yesterday, and that was how Milwaukee was able kind of to open up their lead. Um, how many games? The Livingston's only played four games. That's kind of concerning. That's something to watch. Because it's going to be, it's going to have to be all hands on deck 
if they expect to three-peat this year. Um, as far as for Milwaukee, if we go back and look at them at their numbers, because I wanted to see, like, with Milwaukee, I was just curious because sometimes teams who have this kind of early-on success, not saying it didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, everybody thought Milwaukee was going to be good, but not this good where they kind of leapfrog Philly. We just assumed that Philly was the third-best team. But under Mike uh, Budenholzer, which we kind of expected, the offense has been sensational, and the numbers back all of that up. Because right now they're third in offensive rating, but more importantly, they're second in defensive rating. They're second in um, strength of schedule and their simple rating system, which basically it, the team is rating takes into account average point differential and strength of schedule. So like with their point differential plus who they're playing, they're number one right now in the league at 16.24. So all in all, all the statistics, they're killing it. The only one where they're struggling at is their, their um, turnovers, they're 21st in the league, um, but their opponents are turning the ball over at a high rate. So it's not smoking mirrors with Milwaukee. The question is, I was watching them last night, and I couldn't help but wonder, like, man, if they had just one more player to put with Giannis, um, Milwaukee can really be in that discussion of really coming out the East. As it stands, I'll be surprised if they don't make it out the second round of the East and match up with either Boston and Toronto as they try to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They have already played Boston once, which they lost in a close game. And really, it was just one of those examples that Boston, as we expect, just had more just had more talent. They were just able to outlast them. They was able to get good play, and he's been playing well all season. And Marcus Morris, he was able uh, to hit some shots down the stretch. But I know their matchup is coming up again soon. I want to pull it up real quick. Okay, I can't seem to find it real quick. But that's fine. But, um, Milwaukee looked really good last year, last night, and we'll see as far as watching Golden State. Something to keep your eye on as far as the injuries and with Draymond Green. Um, wanted to kind of bounce around the league real quick, look at a couple other teams. Um, Toronto, who sits at the top of the Atlantic Division, top of the East, currently 11-1. They came off a win that they won at uh, Sacramento. Their next game is against the Knicks. And I was looking at their numbers, and even though they looked impressive, they've had one of the more weaker schedules. At the time, it was even like 24 when I last looked at it, but now it's 21. But they're solid again on offense and defense. Their offensive rating is four. Their defensive rating is seven. Right now, you have one, two, three, four, five, six. You have seven guys averaging double figures, so it's really been balanced. Kawhi is averaging 26. He's shooting almost 50% from the field, 45 from three. So Kawhi looks sensational. And we could talk about him as an MVP candidate. You know, he was one of those guys that was in the MVP conversation coming into the season. Recently, I've heard more talk about Steph Curry, Giannis, and Anthony Davis, who kind of has cooled off. And Davis had some injury issues as well. But Kawhi, man, Kawhi has looked really, really, really good. Um, the telltale sign for them going forward is... Just kind of looking at the schedule, um, Kyle Lowry has played well. 
I want to say he's their, yeah, he's their second leading scorer. Sergi Baca is at 17. Um, and the thing that's worked for them, they've played multiple lineups. The numbers bear everything out. It backs everything up. Um, if we look at some of the at some of the lineups, I mean everything. Wow, look at this lineup right here. Plus fifty four, ten minutes. You got Van Vliet, Lowry, Leonard, Ibaka, and Danny Green. Wow, that's a great lineup. That's something to watch and see if they're gonna try to use that in the playoffs, man. That's a really, really good lineup, man. And then the lineup that's playing the most minutes is um plus 21 is Siakam, Lowry, Leonard, Ibaka, and Green. Another great lineup. Man, I mean, when you look at them on paper, I know Boston is good, but it's not a far-gone conclusion, man. This is a really, really good team. They're even plus 53 with a lineup. They're playing in 19 minutes. You get Siakam again, Lowry, Ibaka, Green, and Adenobi. There's the versatility. Their second uh, lineup far as the most minutes is Valanciunas, Siakam, Lowry, Leonard, and Danny Green again. Danny Green again is the, is the ultimate glue guy, the ultimate guy that you need on a team. And I had said that, man, what a shame that a couple of these teams didn't have somebody like a Danny Green. And I think that's what got lost in a lot of this, the fact that they was able to get a player like Danny Green in that deal and not give up anything is really something. They already won the first matchup against the Celtics, and then the rematch is going to be in Boston on my wife's birthday, Friday, November 16th. So that's going to probably be an ESPN game. So something to tune in and watch. But their schedule is not super tough. They got the Knicks, the Pelicans that's been struggling. Detroit, uh, they've been okay. Blake, another one. Blake Griffin's been an early MVP candidate. But then, of course, the Celtics followed by Bulls, Magic, Hawks, Wizards, Heat. And then they finally get Golden State at home at the end of the month. Um, and then from there, they go out west. And that's when, so we'll really get to see them on full display because they play Milwaukee at home. So that's another good game on Sunday, December 9th. And then after that, it's Clippers, Warriors, Trailblazers, Nuggets. Then they come back home to the Pacers. So they're in December, they're going to have a stretch where they're going to play some of the top teams in the west. And, it, and, and the Warriors, Blazers, and Nuggets. and But the Clippers have been no slouch either. And that was a team I kind of want to um, want to touch on real quick because when you look at the Clippers, they're currently second behind Golden State in that division at 6-4. Six and, six and four. They've really been solid. They've been really well, playing really well. Um, not a superstar on that team, but just a lot of guys that hang their hat on playing hard and playing great defense. And even... Well, a team you would think on paper might struggle offensively. They're sixth in offensive offensive rating, thirteenth in defensive rating, tenth in pace. Their strength of schedule is kind of right in the middle at fifteen. Um, if if we look at their leading score, Gallinari, that's been the key for them this year. When he's healthy, I mean, he's more the more versatile, one of the more talented bigs in the league. So when he's healthy. Uh, that's that's a plus for them. He he's averaging twenty a game. Tobias Harris is gonna he's gonna get a bag, so it's gonna be a shame they're not gonna keep him. The rookie uh, Gilgis Alexander has played well per thirty six. He's averaging twelve point five per thirty six million minutes. Um, if we look at his overall stats per game, he's at nine points, three assists, shooting the ball decent. You know he's forty six from the field. 
45 from three, even though he's attempting one, but the fact that he's he's shooting a decent percentage um, bodes well for them. Beverly has looked healthy. Uh, so the Clippers have been the surprise team. It wouldn't surprise me if they, they're going to be right there towards the end pushing for a playoff spot. The team that's also been a surprise who everybody thought might be that team that fall out of the, out of the race and the, and the Lakers kind of take that spot has been the Trailblazers. Portland has played really well as they're now 9-3 and three on the young season. Damian Lillard has been tearing it up. So, so has C.J. McCollum, who who made the rookie. Dante DiVincenzo from Milwaukee touched the floor, actually touched his elbow on the floor last night. But Dame is leading the score at 26. McCollum's right there at 21. Um, if we look at their, their, their overall team stats, one second to pull it up. Their strength of schedule is okay at 12. Um their SRS number, simple rating system, is number two, so one of the best in the league. They're second in offense, and more importantly for them, they're number nine in defense. They're 17th in pace, which proves my argument. I was saying the other podcasts as well that just because teams are playing fast don't necessarily mean they're playing good offense. All their numbers look really solid, and if they keep the defense going, Portland's going to be a tough out this year. Uh, of course, we're going to have to wait and see when they get to the playoffs to see how it translates because they got wiped out so bad. And I think that was fresh in a lot of our minds last year with how dominant the Pelicans looked against them. Um, their best lineup, wow. They have a couple. Surprisingly, Evan Turner's in both of them. At 27 minutes plus 55, you have Evan Turner, Nick Skouskis, who's played well for them, Miles Leonard, Steph Curry, and Zach Collins. So a lineup like that shows that they really have a strong bench because those are really strong bench guys. And that's what I was going to say. The fact that they play, I would play, I would start Layman and keep um, Mo Harkless on the bench to even give some more firepower to that bench. But the lineup that's playing the most minutes, they played 132 minutes. They're plus 68. Um, is Nurkic, McCollum, Lillard, Layman, and Aminu. So basically they're starting five. The next best lineup has been one of their worst lineups. They're negative, but they've played them the most minutes. Evan Turner. Caleb Swanigan, Nick Stauskas, Seth Curry, and Zach Collins. Um, just scrolling through another one of their good lineups. Evan Turner, Nurkic, McCollum, Lillard, and Zach Collins. I could see that. That's a very, very solid lineup. You get uh, Lillard and McCollum out there. You got Turner who can handle the ball. And in that uh, lineup, you could have Lillard and both McCollum off the ball coming off pin down screens, off the flare screens, the different actions that they run along with Nurkic at the elbow. And you can have Zach Collins, who's a very versatile young big, rolling to the rim and even doing some pick and pop stuff. So that's not surprising. Um, but they got a lot of these lineups, some of the lineups they're playing the most. And we're going to have to see how this shakes out that it's minus four. It's still early in the season, but some of their lineups are not really good lineups. Um, Denver has actually been the toast of that conference right now of that division. They're nine and two. Uh, Jamal Murray went for 48, and Kyrie was mad because he kind of shot the ball. And I understand both sides of the argument. I was telling somebody this on Twitter. You know, college, NBA, even high school here in the States, if you're up like that, you just kind of dribble out the clock. It's just seen as a respect thing. I was kind of interested to see Kyrie was still talking about it a couple days later, but I kind of understand why he was upset but even overseas, I had to learn. I remember one game I did that overseas, tried to dribble it out. My coach was like, what are you doing? Like, keep playing, keep playing. Overseas, they don't matter. They up by three, 
uh, or 33, excuse me, they play to the buzzer. They don't, they don't stop play just because you're up or whatever. You play all the way out. But uh, Murray has looked good. Something to watch, though. Jokic shot, shot some games have been, haven't been there. But this is another example. They're number nine in offense of rating, but they're 28th in pace. But their defense has been great. They're third in defense, and their strength of schedule has been okay. They're 19th. Um, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that with their schedule um, going forward. Will Barton has missed some games. So when they get him back, that's going to be another offensive piece coming off the bench for them. They still haven't had Isaiah Thomas back yet. Um, let's see what they got coming up on their schedule. They got some games. Well, Milwaukee at home, Houston at home, Atlanta at home. Uh, see, where's the toughest stretch? Okay, so towards the end of November, they're at OKC, home at the Lakers, at Portland, at Toronto. So those are going to be a nice block of games to kind of see where they are. Um, but right now, coming up, they got Milwaukee and Houston. Houston is struggling, so I don't, I don't see, I don't know how, how that's going to go for the Rockets. But Denver has looked well this season. They have looked really, really good. Another surprise team is now the Memphis Grizzlies, who's leading their, their um, side of the division as the Pelicans have kind of come back to earth. And the Pelicans is an example. Milwaukee, I will put in that category. The Pelicans. Um, let me look at some of the teams so I'm not blanking. You could even put Houston in that category now. Indiana, Charlotte, who's leading that division. They play well, but that's a bad division. Um, the Lakers with LeBron, Utah struggle, but some not not Utah, but um, Memphis, the Rockets, I would say the Lakers, Indiana with Oladipo, Charlotte with Kimball Walker. That if they, if they get a couple injuries, it could fall off a cliff really fast, and that's what happened to the Pelicans. AD has missed time. I, I want to say he has an elbow. Peyton has missed time with an ankle and not saying that Peyton is like an all-star all NBA type player, but I say all the time when in basketball, you have guys that start, you have your starters. They play a lot of the minutes. Those are usually your better players. But if one of those go down, that means you have a role guy, a rotation guy that has to step up and play those minutes. So right now, if I go to that roster real quick and we'll come back to Memphis, if Peyton is not playing, then that means you're leaning a lot on, um, what's the one point guard? Ian Clark, a lot of Tim Frazier. I mean, solid guys. Darius Miller at the other wing. Solomon, Solomon Hill has been terrible. What a bad contract that was. Etwan Moore is solid. I mean, you've been leaning on Wesley Johnson. So their margin for error is really small once you go down with an injury. Even with, with Anthony Davis. The Jaleel Okafor stepped in, so you you fall off a cliff right there. So these are teams that you know are always one or two injuries away from really being a lottery team. Memphis has played well. Marcus Saul looks back, looks back. Um, they're kind of the middle of the pack with everything. Um, their offensive rating is not super high. They're 18th, but their defense is top 10. It's been great. They're sixth in defense. Um, overall pace, they're at the bottom. So they're not playing with pace like that, which is fine. I mean, you have Gasol coming up and down the court, so that makes sense. Their strength of schedule has been one of the worst. So 
So we'll kind of see how that shakes out and how that plays out. Right now, Gasol's getting you 14 and 9. Um, the rookie, Jaron Jackson, has played well. He's averaging 12 and 5. I want to see him get a little bit more rebounds. Mike Conley has looked solid. The fact they got somebody like a Garrett Temple, that's another guy. You know, you like the Danny Greens, the Garrett Temples, guys that could play that that wings position, versatile, long, could give them, give them some more options. Um, real solid glue guy. Uh, Marshawn Brooks has played well for them. Chandler Parsons, again, he's only played three games. He looked good at the beginning. Now he's out with injury. Uh, they saw Kyle, Kyle Anderson. He's been okay. Um, but they, they're going to come back to earth a little bit. Like I said, their strength of schedule, they've had one of the more easiest schedules. Um, if I pull up their schedule real quick, their next few games are going to be tough ones. Even though they was able to beat Denver at home, they're home against Philly, Utah, at Milwaukee. Sacramento's played played pretty well this year, but they probably should probably beat Sacramento. They're at Minnesota. Who knows when Minnesota team is going to show up? Home at Dallas, and then they go to San Antonio and Clippers. So they're going to have their schedule is going to start to pick up a little bit as they start to play um, some more of these out west teams. Because right now um, they have wins over Atlanta. Utah's been struggling. A win over Phoenix. We know Washington's been struggling. So they've been beating up on some of the. The bottom, uh, worst teams in the league. Um, right now, they're probably their best win is uh, Denver at home, which was their last game. Other than that, they haven't really played. They haven't had any wins against any really top-notch talent because even they lost to the Pacers as well. So um, just wanted to stop by, kind of, you know, freestyle today. A couple things. I was looking at some of the numbers and just wanted to get in. Get in and where I fit in here with this podcast. Um, this will be your host, Z. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Zach at Off the Glass on Twitter. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. Zach the Off the Glass on Instagram. The, the fan page on Facebook is the Off the Glass. Remember to hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified when new episodes are coming up daily. I got a couple things planned for next week. Uh, so that should be exciting for that. Uh, make sure to follow me on those sites. We're on Apple iTunes. The whole site is Spreaker. We're on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. The website is www.offtheglasspodcast.com. Several blogs are on there already. I'm going to be working on a couple more pieces. Uh, make sure to comment on that. While you're over there, we got the Off The Glass Podcast t-shirts. I'm actually wearing one of the hoodies right now, but we got the t-shirts over there. I'm getting ready to put up a holiday special price, so make sure to check and look out for that. Go ahead and get you one, support the podcast. So for all of those who's out there listening, thanks for your support. Salute to you guys. Everybody enjoy their weekend. Be safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. 
We do it right too with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just ten dollars, and buy one one and a half cubic foot bag of Miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through five one while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select eleven point eight ounce pots. Valid in store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.